Welcome to the Revo Podcast. Revo Church is one church in multiple locations with a vision to spark a revolution of life change through Jesus. We hope to accomplish this through our core values of love big, serve hard, live bold, grow deep, and move forward. For more information on our service times and locations, please visit our website at discoverrevo.com. So, so you don't even have to be here in the room. If you're watching online, I already know this about you. I've never met you. Maybe I've never seen you before, but it's something common that everyone watching online and every single person in the room has in common. I don't care what your background is, what your age is. If, if it's the first time you've been in a church or you've been in church your whole life, every single one of us has something about their life that they wish would change. No, no exception. Every single person, when you, you think about it, there's some part, some aspect of your life that you wish was different. If you're married, there's some part of your spouse that you wish was different. I wouldn't take this time to nudge them or to say amen about that, but we all know like there's, there's something about your life. That's something that we all share in common. And maybe it's something simple. Like maybe it's just a physical thing where you're just like, you know what, if I could change something about me, I'd, I'd drop a few pounds, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd be a little healthier in, in that. Maybe some of you, like you, you wish you had a little bit more hair up top. That'd be something you'd change. Uh, some of you, you wish your hair was not the color that it is right now. Uh, or that it would stay the color that it is right now instead of progressively going to a different color. And, and so maybe it's just like simple, simple physical things like that. M- maybe it's a change that you have linked to your finances or your career. Uh, some of you are thinking, man, I wish my savings account was going this way instead of this way. Uh, I, I wish that with my job, I got paid more than what I currently do right now. Like I wish my salary would change in the positive direction. Um, maybe in your career, you're thinking, man, I, I wish that I just wasn't working the job that I am right now, or I had a, a promotion, a, a different job or a better job, or maybe a totally different field. Like if you could just choose and just do a quick career swap, you would do it. That would be something that, that you wish would change in your life and just kind of start over. Some of you wish you could change your address. You wish you had a different house in a better neighborhood or a bigger house, or, or maybe you're ready to downsize. You want a smaller house, so it's not as much to, to keep up with and, and clean up. And, and maybe, that's, maybe that's the change that, that you want to see. Maybe you got a relationship change. Maybe you're, you're tired of your current status. Uh, maybe you're thinking, man, I, I wish 2022 would be the year where my relationship status changed from single to, to married. And then and some of you are married and you're like, man, what if it was back to single again, right? And if that's you, like we offer counseling here, so come see us. Uh, we'll help you in your marriage. We don't want you to be single again. Uh, so maybe it's, maybe it's something simple like that, just, just a little change. Um, there's a, a, a philosopher, a great philosopher in the 90s. He was also a, a famous famous 90s rapper uh, by the name of Skilo. He said it best, I think, when he summarized this whole idea like this. I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a baller. I wish I had a girl who looked good and I would call her. <laughs> if, you're, if you're a 90s rap fan, like you don't get that at every church, okay? I'm gonna promise you that right now. <laughs> That's, I dig deep in the research for the sermons <laughs> to connect with with you if you're a 90s baby uh, like me. Um, So that's a good summary, right? Everyone has something they want to change. Everyone has some aspect of your life. Somewhere, some way you wish that it was different. Uh, and, And I have a feeling that because you're in this room right now, 
Uh, some of those change categories have to do with your spiritual life. I mean, if not, why would you be here? Like there's, there's some aspect of your relationship with God that you wish was better or that you wish was different or that what you wish was, was deeper. And so maybe that's what keeps you coming week after week because you wanna see some changes in your life in, in that particular area. Well, not all change is actually bad. Uh, I think the word change gets a bad rap. You know, sometimes when we talk about change, everybody's like, ah, no, I hate change. Here's what I've learned about change. Uh, change that, that you want and that you implement is a great thing. But change that hits you, sometimes blindsides you, becomes change that, that you hate. If you are looking for a new house and you find one and buy it and you move, that's great. That's awesome. That's exciting. But if you go home and there's an eviction notice on your door, that's a change that nobody wants. If you get a, a job opportunity and you do the interview and they, they throw this new salary at you and a signing bonus and it's, it's doing everything that you've always wanted to do, that's great change. But if you walk into the office tomorrow and they say, hey, we're gonna need to, to let you go, you no longer work here anymore. That's a, that's a change that, that no one wants. So what happens when we face changes, whether it's changes that we know we want in our life or changes that get thrown out us out of nowhere? The Bible actually talks a lot about change. And over this series, we're gonna unpack some of these instances over these next few weeks. We're gonna check it out. So if you wanna know about change, if there's something about your life that, that you want to change, if you wanna change in your, your marriage, in your finances, your relationship with God, your relationship with your boss and others, over these next few weeks, we are, we're gonna talk about it. It's gonna cover Mother's Day coming up in a few weeks where we're gonna talk about, like there's some things, I love this about moms. It seems like moms, they always wanna grow. They always want to get better. They always want to know how they can be a better mom. And, and I love that, that tenacity about moms and that desire to always want to be better. So we're going to talk about biblical motherhood and, and, and the design that God has on, for moms. And then later on in Father's Day as well. So we're going to cover the, the, the broad scheme of what change means in the Bible and how we can actually implement that change. But today I want to start out with a conversation that Jesus has in uh, the Bible with a person that the Bible calls, we don't know this person's name. Here's the only thing we know about him. Um, it, the scriptures say he is rich, he is young, and he is a ruler. Rich, young Jesus, and the conversation with the rich, young ruler. Now this story, this conversation is recorded in three out of the four gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. So you know, I mean, like this whole Bible, super important. But if there's something in here that appears three different times in three different places, like that is your red flag. That is your blinking light. Hey, check it out. This is important. Like God wanted you to know this so bad, he included it three times. So we're gonna look at the story in the book of Mark. If you have your Bible, you can open up to it. Or if you have the Revo app, all the notes will be there, all the breakdown of the scriptures. And I wanna talk about in just a few words, Jesus is going to show you how to change even when you don't want to. How to change when you know you need to change, when something needs to change, but you either don't know how or you don't want to or you know it's gonna be difficult. Jesus has a quick conversation with this man and, and clears all that up for us. Mark chapter 10, starting in verse 17, here's what Jesus says. As Jesus started on his way, he was traveling, a man ran up to him and fell on his knees before him. Good teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? 
This story starts out with a really telling realization. This man knows something in my life needs to change. Something in my life is not where I want it to be, right? It's, it's not as good as I want it to be. There's a piece that's missing. And so he comes up to Jesus and says, listen, I, I know something needs to change and I want you to, to help me with it. He had this question that's been rolling around in his heart, rolling around in his mind. He's been thinking about it over and over and over again. And it's this simple question of, man, I, I want to have a relationship with God and secure my eternity. What happens when I die? Like, do I know what's going to happen when I die? How can I make sure that I know what happens when I die? How can I make sure that when I die, I know that I'm going to heaven? That was a question that was rolling around in his mind. And, and I love this because in the first verse, we see that the first point that Jesus shows us on what we need to do, what we need to realize if there's something in your life that you want to change. And here it is. If you take a notes, jot this down. Straightforward, coming at you, coming out hot. Here's what Jesus teaches us. If you want to change, then you need to stop talking and start changing. Stop talking and start changing. This man was like, I got to do something about this. Some, something has to give. This is, this is an important issue and I've been thinking about it for a long time and I know it's a goal of mine and I've had it on my sheet and, and I've been trying to answer the question and I just, I, 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 sometimes I've been ignoring it. Sometimes it comes back, it hits me in the shower and then, you know, like I don't have anybody to talk to. I have a dream about it. The man eventually got to the point where he said, I'm not going to think about it anymore. I'm going to do something about it. This is so important to me that I'm going to stop Jesus, run up to him in the middle of the street when he's traveling and run up to him and ask him this question. There has to be a point, if you really want to change in your life, there has to be a point where you stop talking about it and you start doing something about it. Thankfully, this man stopped thinking about it and sprung into action and come up, come up to Jesus and asked him this question. Now, you know this about change, so do I. It's always easier to talk about change than it is to actually change. How many times have we talked about what we are going to do one day, maybe? <laughs> this guy got tired of us. I'm, I'm not going to talk. I'm not, I'm not going to think about it anymore. I'm going to do something. I'm not just going to talk about it. I'm going to do something about it. King Solomon, who's the wisest, richest man that ever walked the face of the earth, he wrote a couple of books of the Bible, one of them being Ecclesiastes. I love this straight talk. This is advice that he's giving. He says this in Ecclesiastes 5, 7, talk is cheap like daydreams and other useless activities. Uh, an, another great influencer of our day, uh, Toby Keith, country music singer said, I need a little less talk and a lot more action. <laughs> Pretty much he got that from the Bible. I don't know if you know, yeah, he wrote that song from the Bible. <laughs> big, big Christian guy. You ever met people like that? You ever met people that talk a lot, but don't do a lot? Let me, let me dig a little bit deeper. You ever been that person? You ever been that person that was constantly promising the things that you were going to do, that you know you should do, that, that you know were your next steps, but all you do is talk about it instead of do it? This year, man, this year, I'm gonna read my Bible more. This year, my relationship with God, going to a different level. This year, my marriage is gonna be stronger than it's ever been. This year, I'm gonna learn how to be a parent and be a leader in my home. This year, heads up, I've said this a lot. This year, I'm gonna stop spending more money than I make. I'm gonna try saving for once. Like I'm gonna live between my means. Like this year, my relationship with God is gonna be stronger than it's ever been. And it's all talk. 
and nothing ever changes. If nothing changes, nothing changes. So for you, it might be time, like this rich young ruler said, I'm not going to think about it anymore. I'm not going to say one day if I ever see Jesus, I'm going to ask about it. I'm not going to say like, yeah, one day I'm going to nail this down. He says, today, I'm going to stop talking about it and I'm actually going to do something about it. And this rich young ruler finally realized something. Talk is cheap. And if I don't actually move forward and do something, my life is never going to change. My, this question will never be answered unless I actually do something about it. So he pops the question on Jesus and Jesus says, why do you call me good? He called him good teacher. Why do you, why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. So here's the answer. You know the rules. You know the commandments. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony. You shall not defraud. Honor your father and your mother. You get it, right? Don't steal. Don't cheat. Don't lie. Don't take advantage of people. Be nice to your mom and dad. Like all of that stuff. You know all the rules, right? And the guy looks at me and said, teacher, he declared, all these things I have kept since I was a little boy. Now I want you to notice something about this guy in this story because this guy... This is the guy that we can all agree that we really just don't like. Like this is the guy that you see, I mean, think about it. He's young, he's rich, he's powerful. Like those are the people that you love to hate right there. They got everything that, that you want. But I want you to notice something. This man is rich, extremely wealthy. He's young, which is rare because a lot of rich people are, are, get rich older in their life. And, and so you'll hear people say, man, I, I don't even have an opportunity to enjoy the money that I have because I don't have the health and I don't have the ability to enjoy it. So, so that's not him. He's young and he's rich and he's a ruler, which means he's powerful. He's got a position of authority. When he walks into a room, when he's walking around, everybody parts and say, oh no, please, sir, come sit next to me. Mr. Rich Young Ruler, yes, great to meet you. Great to see you. Thanks for being here today. Can I get you something to drink? Can I do anything for you? He's a mover and a shaker. And then on top of that, Jesus says, hey, I want to remind you about all the rules and what it's like to be a good person. And the guy looks at Jesus and says, yeah, I've done all that too. So not only is he rich and young and powerful, but he's got a great reputation. Like he's just an all around good guy. What a jerk, right? <laughs> Why him? Why does he get everything? Got a great reputation. Can I remind you that rich, young, popular, powerful people still get to a point in their life where they realize something's missing. Everything that you think would change your situation, this guy has and he still runs up to Jesus and says, something's missing. Something has got to change. Don't you have a lot of money? Yeah, but something's got to change. Aren't you really powerful and popular? Yeah, friends everywhere, everybody loves me. Something's got to change. Aren't you like a good person? Don't you follow all the rules? Like you got a squeaky clean reputation. Everybody wants to be you. Yeah, but you don't understand. That's not what life is all about. There has to be more to life than those things. And thankfully, this guy realized he needed to change. He told Jesus that I'm a good person, man. I'm, I follow all the rules. Is that what it takes to get into heaven? Is that what it takes to have a relationship with God? And here's what Jesus said. Jesus looked at him and loved him. One thing you lack, he said, go sell everything you have and give it to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come and follow me. Once you move from talking about change to actually implementing some change in your life, deciding that there are some things in your life that you're going to change, Jesus gives us the second thing. Jot this down. Let God show you what's holding you back in your life. 
There's something holding you back. That's the reason why you're not becoming the man or the woman that you want to be. That's why you're not seeing the change in whatever area of life that you want to see. And so Jesus gets this man that comes up to him and he asks Jesus, man, I am so glad this guy did not go to his mom. He didn't go to his dad. He didn't go to his neighbor. He didn't go to his life coach. He didn't go to an Instagram influencer. He went straight to Jesus. He said, Jesus, I want you to tell me what I need to change. Tell me what it is about my life, in my marriage, with my finances, with who I am at work, in my attitude, in my thought life, in my habits and patterns. Like, Jesus, tell me what needs to change in, in my life. What's interesting is most people want their life to change, but very few people want to be the one that changes. Most people are like, man, I, I want my marriage to change and my spouse better change. I want my job situation to change and my boss needs to change. I want the situation in the country to change, and so the political figures need to change. But very rarely do we sit back and say, God, is there anything about me that needs to change? That may be one of the reasons why you're miserable today, because your whole life you've been asking other people to change, and the whole time God's been looking at you and saying, well, what about you? What needs to change in your life? And you're like, God, will you change this spouse of mine? Like, she is crazy. He doesn't do what he's supposed to do. Like, and God's like, what about you? What about your life? What about your contribution to it? God, you need to turn this economy around, man, because I am baroque. Or like, I need some more money. And God's like, you ever thought about honoring me with your finances first? And you living within the means of a budget? I don't know. Might be worth a try. No, God, don't tell me what I need to change. I need for somebody else to change. I need, I need to hit those lotto numbers, man. I need to get that promotion at work. I don't want to change. I want other things to change. And thankfully, this man came up to Jesus and said, what must I do? What needs to change in, in my life? And he started with him instead of pointing the finger at everybody else. King David says this in the book of Psalms. He says, he's talking to God. He said, investigate my life, oh God. Find out everything about me. Cross-examine and test me. Get a clear picture of what I'm about. See for yourself whether I've done anything wrong, then guide me on the road to eternal life. For, for some of you, that's your next step. It's, it's simple. This week, take a moment to simply ask God, what is holding me back from becoming the man or the woman that you've called and created me to be? What's holding me back? What do I need to change? I'm not waiting on anybody else to change. God, I'm not waiting on you to change. God's never gonna change. He doesn't need to, he's perfect. What needs to change about my life, God? My patterns, my habits, my speech, my heart, my attitude. What needs to change here? Just ask God, take a risk this week. Now, all right, God, search it, the whole thing. My whole life is an open book to you. You tell me what needs to change, what needs to get better. That's how bad I wanna, I wanna do it. That's how bad I wanna change. This man asked Jesus to show him what was holding him back. And, and Jesus actually gives him the next step. He says, man, I, I want you to take all of your riches. You're, you're the rich young ruler. I want you to take all your money. I want you to give it away to the poor. And then I want you to come and follow me. Well, this guy was fired up about that advice right there. This, Jesus is making a living as a life coach right here. Verse 22, at this point, the man's face fell. He went away sad because he had great wealth. And Jesus looked around and he said to his disciples, how hard is it for the rich to enter the kingdom of God? 
Man, I wish that I could tell you that this man heard what Jesus said and he did exactly what Jesus said and his life was changed. I wish that that we could trace this man's life throughout the rest of, of the Bible and the rest of history about how his life turned around. When he said yes to Jesus and, and he gave away all to the poor and started to follow him, that God began to use his life in a radical way. But here's the reality. We never hear of this guy again. In fact, we don't even know his name. All we know is that he was rich and he was young and he was a ruler. And those might have been some of the things that kept him from the most significant gift that he ever received. The third thing that I want you to consider that this man did not consider when making the choice to follow Jesus is this. Number three, I really want you to count the cost of not changing. Sometimes when we think of change, we're just like this man. And all we can think about is what is it going to cost me to change? How much time am I going to have to give up? How much money am I going to have to give up? What is it going to cost me to change? What am I going to have to add to my calendar or my schedule? What habits am I going to have to drop? And and it's all about, that's all the man could think about. He's like, how much of my money am I going to have to give away? I'm not going to be the rich young ruler. I'm going to be the poor young nobody now. Like, I don't want to be known for that. And he dropped his head, his head's hanging down low and just walks away from Jesus. Like, man, I'm not, I'm not doing that. And Jesus looks at his disciples and says, see, fellas, how hard is it to change when there are portions of your life that are more important to you than God? I want to clarify something. Jesus was not anti-money. Jesus just happened to identify the one thing in this man's life that was more important to him than God And Jesus said, you got to get rid of that. If Jesus came up and had a conversation with you today, maybe he wouldn't say, I want you to sell all that you have and give all your money away to the poor. He might look at you and say, hey, I want you to clear some of your schedule on your calendar so that you can serve some other people. Hey, I want you to watch the way that you talk and the habits that you have and your actions and your attitude because that has become more important to you than God. And as long as there is anything in your life that is more important to you than God, then it'll keep you from becoming the man or the woman that God's called and created you to be. For this guy, it was money. God, Jesus was not saying you can buy your way to God and earn your way to God, just use your money and give it away and then God will love you more. No, he said, there's one thing you lack. One thing matters more to you than the change that you wanna see in your life and that's what you're chasing. We gotta be people that understand that Every decision we make has a negative consequence to it if we choose not to make it. The way this plays out is like in your physical, like I don't know when the last time you've been to a doctor or not, if you get an annual physical, but if you've ever been to the doctor and the doctor gave you um, some bad news uh, or some some news that you needed to change your life a little bit, I went to the doctor, uh, it was like three years in a row, and he was like, hey, Nathan, uh, you got two choices here. Either you can lose some weight or uh, you can get taller uh, because your weight you should be approximately six feet tall. So I was like, well, shoot, I want to get taller. So, I mean, that's simple, right? So how do you do it? Like, what's, is that an option? Like, I want to be taller. And, uh, but he's like, no, nah, you can't be taller, so you need to lose some weight. So I got a new doctor and moved on. And, uh, <laughs> well, he called my new doctor because they said the same thing. And, uh, but, but my new doctor started telling me some scary stuff, right? He's like, man, Nathan, you got, you got two daughters. And, and uh, if you don't watch what you eat, uh, if you keep eating all those Krispy Kreme donuts and, and every time you go to Wendy's, you get a biggie sized. And like, if you, if you don't stop doing some of that stuff, then there's going to be some negative consequences in your life. 
It's like you may, you're going you're gonna to die earlier. Uh, man, maybe you're, you're going to have high blood pressure. Your cholesterol is going to be bad. You got two daughters, man. You want to live a long time, right? You want to be healthy, right? You know, there's some, you want to enjoy your life, right? And it got to the point, it's an interesting point about change. For us to change, the consequences of not changing have to be stronger than the consequences of changing. Sometimes the pain of not changing has to be greater than the pain if we just stay still. And so that doctor was telling me, he's like, Nathan, you need to get some, some stuff together. And I'm, uh, and I'm, going, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. And that was uh, three years ago. I'm still working on my before picture. I want to have a really powerful before picture. Right? You ever seen these before pictures and then the after pictures? Like, whoa, that guy is totally different. So I'm working on my before picture because I want it to be a powerful story. But in your life, you got to count the consequences. What happens if you don't change? What happens if your marriage is struggling right now? Do you realize that if you don't change, you might be sitting in this same seat six months from now, not married anymore because you lost it? Because instead of swallowing your pride and humbling yourself and loving and serving your spouse, you decided to keep hold of your pride because you wanted your pride more than you wanted a great marriage. What, are the con- what have you said no? What would it cost you? What if you continue down a rough financial trail that you're on right now and in, in months, years from now, you're in so much debt, so in over your head that people are coming to repossess your car and your house gets taken away and, and now your credit's shot. You can't even rent a one-bedroom apartment for $500. Nobody will approve you. Like, what happens? What are the costs if you say no? What's the reality that it's like, all right, I, I got a chance today. I can either honor God with my money and live within my means and work a budget, and, or I can just spend whatever and see where this road takes me. What if you were given an opportunity to make a decision today to follow Jesus? And the choices that you're rolling in your head is either I can say no to Jesus, which, which means one day, I, if I die, I will be separated from God, spending eternity in hell. Or I can say yes to Jesus and have my life transformed today and know exactly what happens when I die. Do you know there's consequences for every no that you say? This guy could only think about what he was gonna have to give up instead of asking the question, what is it gonna cost me if I say no to Jesus? How is my life gonna change or be any different? And so as he walked away, Jesus said, see how hard it is to follow God when there are things in your life that matter more to you than God? It's a train wreck. Those are the things that'll end up costing you. Those are the things that'll end up keeping you from changing and becoming that person that God wants you to be. All the disciples are around, like they're listening to what Jesus is saying. And um, of course, one of them has to break the silence. You know who it is. It's your boy, Peter. Uh, In verse 28, then Peter spoke up. He says, we've left everything to follow you. You know that thing that you told the rich young guy, you said, sell all that you have and then come and follow me. We did that, right? That's why we're here. You remember, I, I used to work on a boat and I dropped the nets and I walked away from my mom and my dad and my business and my savings account and my nets and my boats and my, my future and my stability and my security and I went and followed you. Well, gold star on my chart, Jesus, please. Jesus said, truly I tell you, no one who has left home or brothers or sister or mother or father or children or fields for me and the gospel will fail to receive a hundred times as much in this present age. Homes, brothers, sisters, mothers, children, and fields, along with persecutions and in the age to come eternal life. 
Jesus drops the, the fourth thing. We can't just focus on the negative when we think about what it means to, to make changes and choices in our life. Number four is you gotta count the benefits of changing. You gotta stop and say, how would my marriage be different if I decided to do it God's way? How would my finances be different if I did it God's way? How would my life right now be different if I did it God's way? And, and Jesus helped Peter see, I wanna show you the benefits of changing because he tells Peter something really significant here. And I want you to get it because a lot of people don't realize this about a relationship with God. Some of you are convinced that the only reason you should have a relationship with God is because one day you are going to die. And the, the, the question, the way that you answer the question, who is Jesus, is going to determine whether you spend eternity in heaven or hell. And some of you are convinced that's the only reason I need to make a decision for Jesus. Here's the reality. If you're young and healthy, then what's the rush? If, if the only thing that matters is what happens when you die, then just delay it. And barring some freak accident that you die in the next 20 or 30 years, like just wait until you're 50, wait until you're 60. If the only payoff is you get to go to heaven when you die, then just wait. But Jesus doesn't say that. Jesus looks at Peter in verse 30 and he says, anybody that says yes to me, anybody that changes to follow me, he says, you will receive a hundred times as much in this present age and in the age to come. Jesus said, you make a decision to follow me and your marriage gets better today. Your finances, your relationships, your attitude, your peace, your fulfillment in life, your purpose, your clarity. See, that's what happens when you begin a relationship with Jesus. It touches everything. It, every area of your life is going to be impacted by your relationship with God. It's not just heaven and hell. Jesus said, making this decision to change affects today, right now right now it'll change your life not just your eternity not just what happens when you die right now and every day you live on this earth will be impacted by your decision to follow jesus by your decision to say yes and to change to be able to look at god and say i'm tired of talking and i want to start changing god show me what needs to change in my life i've weighed the costs of me saying no to jesus and i've i've, I've understood the benefits it's a it's a cost benefits analysis i've run it and unfortunately, this rich young ruler walks away missing the greatest opportunity at life change that he could have ever been afforded. The last thing that I wanna to bring to your attention is actually really, really key. If you wanna change anything in, in your life, Jesus looks at the man in verse 21 and he says, now I want you to go and sell everything, give it to the poor. And then he ends that verse with a simple phrase. And he says, then come and follow me. Then, then come and, and follow me. Last thing I want you to write down is this. Um, when you're talking about changes in your life, let Jesus help you. The message of Jesus is not, you better get your junk together. You better figure out how to clean up your life because that junk is a wreck. I mean, it is a wreck, man. So I told you, you need to figure it out. You need to change. So you better go do it and then come back to me and we'll talk about what your future looks like. Nope. Jesus looks at this man and says, come and follow me. Because here's the deal, every day I'll help you. You wanna see change in your life? You're not gonna be able to do it. It's gonna be something that God does in your heart, your marriage, your finances, every single category. It'll be something that every day will not get better overnight. 
Every day, God will begin to transform your heart. Every day, you'll begin to think different and speak different. Your attitude will be different. And over a period of time, you'll realize, man, God has been with me every single step of the way. This sermon is not about a you better do better and change and figure it out. It's an invitation from Jesus that says, come and follow me and watch how your life changes. Watch how everything gets better when Jesus enters into the equation. If you've got physical goals or want to lose some weight or get buff or get strong or exercise more, like you already know, like the best way to do it is you got to have a coach. Right? If, if you've got a dietitian that's working with you to tell you what you can and can't eat and the accountability, and if you've got somebody in the gym that's saying, I don't even, I got a gym membership, I, 90% of those machines, I don't even know what they do, man. I just go in there and sit in the spa at the, at the, <laughs> in the treadmill. I do that occasionally too. But you need somebody to come in and tell you. And the interesting thing about God is he gives us the Holy Spirit. See, the moment you make a decision for Christ, God's spirit lives within you and he acts as a guide. You wanna know one of the, the words for the Holy Spirit in the Bible? He is a guide. He is an advocate of yours. One of the words that God gives for the Holy Spirit is he is your helper. So every step of the way, Every conversation, every day that passes, every decision that you have to make, you have the helper helping you. You've got this spiritual coach that is pushing you along and telling you, helping you understand what you need to do in order to change. Jesus says, man, you don't, you don't have to change. You don't have to do it yourself. I'm gonna help you. And it all starts with that initial response, that initial conversation with Jesus. Last week, um, we, we passed out these gift bags uh, for people that were interested in a relationship with Jesus. They had a, a little short book in it uh, said the God questions because everybody, come on, everybody has questions about God. And um, we, we gave all of them out. And so I, I wanted to make them available again. We have them right here on the back door. If you're going to Our World or on the back connection bar, please grab one. If that's you today and you're like, man, I, I wanna know what this change is all about. I wanna know about the God that will walk through me with my life and, and just doesn't expect me to put it together myself and for me to change, but will help me change and to make that clear. Then I wanna challenge you. If you didn't get one last week, grab one of those bags on your way out. That might be your first step. That, that, that's it right there. You're gonna stop talking about it and you're gonna start doing something about it and, and, and take that, that next step for you. Um, Jesus knew a lot what it was like to be a rich young ruler. Because when you think about it, Jesus was sitting at the right hand of God in heaven before he came down to earth. You understand the power? When Jesus looked at the rich young ruler and said, I want you to give all of that up and follow God. And what's not found in this text is Jesus probably thinking, because that's the same thing that I did for you. Sitting at the right hand of the Father, the Son of God in heaven. And he gave all of that up to come and live a sinless life on earth just so that our sins could be forgiven. Jesus is the ultimate rich young ruler that was willing to give it all away to say yes to God. What would it look like to see the change in your life that you've always desired? It starts with Jesus. Answer that question this morning and watch how God transforms your life. Let me pray for you. God, thanks for this story, preserving it in scripture so that we can still learn from it um, today.
Thank you for the challenge that you've called us to change, to become the men and the women that you've called and created us to be. But thank you for not just saying, good luck, figure it out on your own. Thank you that the gospel is not a, you need to do better message, but that it is a, you need to know someone message. You need to know who Jesus is, what Jesus has done for you, how life change is facilitated simply by beginning to believe. So God, thanks for taking somebody with a lot of mistakes like myself and continuing to help me every single day to, to guide, to be the spiritual coach, to shine the light on the path that, that I need to go. So God, if there are people in here today that desire that, give them the boldness, give them the wisdom to know what to do with the words that they have just heard and the courage to take this, the next step, to stop talking about it and actually start doing something about it. God, this year can be the year that they enjoy their best relationship, their deepest intimacy and relationship with you of their life. Pray and ask those things in your son, Jesus name. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Revo podcast. We believe everyone has a next step to take in their relationship with Jesus. If you would like more information on what that means for you, or if you have any questions about today's message, please email us at info at discoverrevo.com.